to the Super Size Phys Ed Podcast. My name is Dave, and I am slowly getting my voice back as compared to last episode. So thank you if you listened to that couple minutes of, I don't know, me having no voice. I still don't have a full voice, but I'm going to give this one a go because it's something I'm very passionate about. It is the Savannah Bananas. And if you don't know what they, what they are and who they are, stay tuned. If you do, you'll still be in for a treat because these guys and girls are awesome. So... Let's get ready to dive into the episode. Let's go. All right, everyone. So the Savannah Bananas, who are they? Some of you might have heard of them. Some of you might never have heard of them. And I've run across people from both camps uh, when I try to tell them enthusiastically about them because they are just amazing. So they, yes, they are based in Savannah, Georgia, which is also my daughter's uh, name. So of course I love Savannah. And without going into too much of the history, I don't want to bore you, but it's actually a very interesting story. I'll go as quick as I can, I promise. So Jesse Cole, he is the uh, owner and founder, him and his wife. They met um, as they were both working for um, different um, minor league ball clubs and he actually proposed to her on the ball field. Um, he has a couple of great books out there that um, not only audio, but also uh, regular books. Um, his uh, a new audio book just came out. I just uh, finished it right after I met him at the uh, Savannah Bananas game about a month ago. And I was, I'm not going to lie, I was a little starstruck. Starstruck. It wasn't like, you know, meeting uh, somebody worldwide famous, but just because I've read his books and I've seen uh, they have an ESPN documentary, like a series called Banana Land. And, you know, I've just seen him on YouTube and whatnot. And just I've, I really did feel a little star, starstruck. And he was a very nice guy. And I told him uh, that he has inspired me and I've read his books and uh, he was very gracious. And my wife actually told him that on a separate, I didn't realize she said this to him separately, that uh, I did put him in my book, which I did a little bit. Uh, the Savannah Bananas because they're just so amazing and they're so fun to talk about and so fun to watch. Um, so again, they start off as a minor league baseball team, actually a summer baseball team uh, for college kids, uh, college athletes. And they, um, they were starting to draw these crazy crowds and uh, with the merchandise and everything, this is uh, five, six years ago, they just started getting bigger and bigger. And then they decided to, uh, not only do these wacky stunts and things, but they, they became viral on TikTok, and they just, be, and if you see them on TikTok, they're amazing. They're just, they, they're very funny dances or things they're going to do before a pitch. Um, they just have some, uh, as you could tell by my voice, I just got so much to say about them. They just have uh, an amazing energy about them and they're just, again, fun to watch. So what they decided to do was create what's called banana ball. And Banana Ball are its own set of rules. There's nine rules. I'll, I'll go over the main ones, I guess, right now. There's no walking um, in baseball. If you get th- four balls, it's a walk. Um, they actually call it a sprint. After that, you, they run uh, around the bases or as many bases as they can while the fielders have to, uh, everybody's got to touch the ball and then it becomes a live ball, which is fun to watch. The runner can get as many bases as they want. Uh, they can steal first base at any time. They can, um, well, there's no bunts. You can't bunt. You can't step out of the batter's box. So it's really quick. The The game is two hours long maximum. Um, I mean, it could go longer based on if the inning starts before the two-hour time limit or if there's a showdown, which we almost got to see um, at our game. The, the, the uh, 
Savannah Bananas were losing, and they tied it up, and then they actually scored in the final inning, which uh, put them ahead. If it was a tie, they would go to a showdown, which is a batter against a pitcher, a catcher, and one outfielder. And it's uh, the batter's got to try to score, and the pitcher's got to try to strike them out. And it's kind of like a sudden death um, or a shootout in hockey or something like that, where it's just... Uh, I don't know, kind of crazy. I guess I've seen it on, uh, like on YouTube, but I've, I i did not see it in person. Every inning, this is a good one. Every inning it counts for one run or one point at the most. If you win the inning, you get a point, and that keeps the games close. Because he was noticing, and he said this in the ESPN documentary, they were noticing people would still leave. You know, it was exciting and fun, and every you know whatever, having a blast, and they're doing all sorts of tricks and crazy stuff and stunts. People are still leaving around the seventh inning because it was, you know, 10 to 2 or it was just something where people didn't want to stay. And so this keeps the game close where if you win the inning, let's say you, you win uh, the the home team or the way team scores five runs and the home team, which is usually the Savannah Bananas, scores zero. Instead of it being five to zero, it's only one to zero or one to nothing. And that keeps things close and not blowouts. Um, the only thing is. Um, when we were there, it was getting a little out of hand. It was like a four to one party animals. That's the other team. Uh, but I didn't realize they changed. They did change the rule. These rules do evolve. The final inning, everyone counts. And so that kept the Savannah bananas in the game. Cause if not, they would have no chance to win. Um, if you only get a point and they're down four to one, obviously there's no chance, but they did come back, which is kind of crazy because they weren't playing that great and they won, which is really neat. I can already tell it's going to be a longer episode because I have a lot of notes and I've hardly even looked at the notes uh, yet. I've just been talking about how awesome they are. All right. A tiny bit more with the history of the Savannah Bananas. They, again, they created these rules called Banana Ball and they tried to implement them. The problem was the other teams in the college league, you know, they're, they're following regular baseball rules. And, you know, the rules have been around for couple hundred years or not quite, but a hundred something years. And they didn't know what to do at first. So they created what is known as another team. They created the party animals. So when people ask me, by the way, what, who are the Savannah bananas? The easiest thing to say is they're like the Harlem Globetrotters for baseball. And even though Jesse Cole, the owner, he doesn't really like to be considered exactly that because that's not exactly what they are. That really is a, a pretty accurate, at least uh, for for the basic definition. So, and by the way, I just saw the Harlem uh, Globetrotters not that long ago because I uh, I know a lot of you might know I work at a, an arena nearby and I work the hockey games and concerts and things and, and the Globetrotters were just there and they were there about a year ago as well. And the Globetrotters always play the Washington Generals. They've been playing them for, I don't even know how many years, 50, 60 years, more, I think. So, And by the way, the Generals almost never win. I think in the history, they've won a few times. So the Globetrotters almost always win. Now, what Jesse did not want is that kind of uh, thing where it's like the Bananas always win and the Party Animals always lose. So, um, again, there's more to this, way more to this. If you want to catch a documentary, it's on ESPN plus it's awesome. Again, it's called banana land. What they did was they created two pretty equal teams. Um, it was more about their personality Were they more the, the bad guy, you know, the party animals or they more the good guy, the Savannah bananas, and they made good teams. So they, they're very competitive. And as a matter of fact, um, I, after I talked to one of the guys, the, I think that one of the pitchers a, after the game and he said, 
you know, yeah. Cause I said, Oh, great job. And you know, nice comeback. And he's, he's like, yeah, they, the, the party animals have beat us the last few times in Florida. Cause they're on a Florida uh, trip at the time. So, uh, yeah, it's back and forth. It's not just like just the Globetrotters win all the time, just the bananas win all the time. It's not like that. So all that being said, they started playing this in just Savannah for a little bit. Savannah bananas versus party animals. And I, I think it was getting a little, little old after a while. They were selling out all the time, but they wanted to do something different. And so they started going on tour. So that is where they're at now. They're, they're on tour. Again, I just saw them. We just saw them, my family, about a month ago in Tampa. And, uh, the, yeah, they're still going strong. So I want to tell you about my experiences there because there are so many awesome experiences. I actually had my, my phone out uh, with my note app, just trying to take a little notes here and there because I just was so blown away by the whole experience. And I think there's a lot of PE implications. Oh, yes, there's the key. PE implications to all of this. So let's get started. So I'm not going to do boomers. I'm not going to do numbers. I'm just going to kind of talk um, for my notes here. So first of all, their their slogan is fan fans first, entertain always. And I'll tell you what, they did that the whole time. It was all about the fan experience. It was all about entertainment. And again, we'll get to the PE stuff later, but you, you can kind of see that already, you know, as, as students. Uh, I was thinking of students as, you know, the, the fans kind of thing or fans as the students. So. Here's my, here's our experience. As soon as we walked in and I feel bad because my wife was actually parking the car and I got out with the kids and walked to try to get, try to figure out where we're going. Um, as soon as we walked in, there was a marching band and sing-alongs with the players. This was like 10, 15 minutes before they officially opened the doors. Like everybody just kind of hanging out there, singing with them. Um, their big song was, you know, Hey Baby, Hey, Hey Baby. Um, that song, yes, I'm a great singer, especially with my voice like this. Even if my voice was perfect, I cannot sing. But anyways, that was their main song. Um, they got everybody dancing around, waving their hands in the air. Um, I know it sounds like not that great, but it was really cool. Again, with a marching band, uh, everybody's, you know, the high energy, the players are there. Uh, again, that's where I met Jesse. I just as we're walking in, I met Jesse right there. Right. Um, and as a matter of fact, as we were walking in, we got, we, you know, we took some selfies with, with them. Um, there's a guy on stilts. His name is, his nickname is stilts. We got a selfie with him right away. They were doing autographs. I don't think their answer is no. I don't think they ever say no. There were times when kids were waiting for autographs and they just had to go, but they would always come back. And that was like during the game. Uh, that was a little bit later, but it was all about the experience. You know, again, as we're walking in, there are pictures, selfies, autographs. I mean, whatever. They were just there, available. It wasn't like um, in the major league games. I know a lot of people do get autographs, but it's very rare. It's like in, uh, you know, batting practice. They'll come over. Maybe a couple guys will come over and, you know, and, and maybe at the end of the game, if you're, I mean, you're really lucky or you find the right spot. I mean, they were like accessible. They were there. They were available. Um, another thing I noticed was there's no downtime, like absolutely no downtime. I mean, at one point I, I took my son to use the restroom and we got some food and I probably missed a ton of stuff. And my wife did the same thing with our daughter. Like they went shopping and whatnot. And I mean, you're missing stuff all the time. It's not like you're just sitting there staring at the, the, the field for an hour before they play. I mean, there was, there was these things like there's people doing flips, there was parades, there was. Um, different weird contests like uh, <laughs> I just thought of this one. These two uh, 
these two husbands had to go to first base, pick up their first child, go to second base, pick up their second child at the same time, go to third base, pick up their wife and run home. And the one guy did it. And the other guy was, it was just, it was just too much weight. And he wasn't that big of a guy, but things like that, there was, uh, babies like toddlers crawling for you know racing that way. There was, um, Oh, there was a th- like a three or four year old, I'm guessing, girl leading warm ups where we did whatever she did. And of course, as a three year old or whatever, she was just doing these random things. So we all follow along to her. And um, there was a parade around the like the um, the where we were sitting. They were throwing beads out to the crowd. Um, I mean, there's there were songs. There was also a song um, where they'd stop the music and we'd have to like finish it whatever the famous song was, you know, living on a prayer or something like that. Or like, uh, I know they played don't stop believing by journey. Um, it's funny cause a lot of the kids, especially my kids were like, they've heard the songs, but they didn't realize how famous some of these songs were. Um, they did dance contests like, you know, with, uh, I think called you know, for dad, dad bods, um, some kind of dance contest. I mean, there was all sorts of stuff. Um, they even brought up for, they don't do a first pitch. They do a first banana. And after we did like national anthem and all that stuff, they brought out. Um, he was a rookie last year. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back. Um, I can't think of his name right now, but I'll think of it. Um, he came out. Uh, they blindfolded him, and he had to find the banana. They hid the banana on the field, um, in the infield, and the, the crowd had to cheer or I think boo if he was getting farther away. They cheered if he got closer that kind of thing. And so, you know, just fun stuff. There was never downtime, never just sitting around doing nothing. And I won't bore you with every detail, but they even, they did like a lot of things like, um, one of the players actually came in and sat near us. And then they did, they kind of cleared the way for this and they did like a, a song and he walked out to it and the cameras are following. And so we are actually in the background of one of their TikTok things there. Um, <laughs> They did uh, around this. Well, they didn't do something stretch, but one of the innings, they turned off all the lights and they told us all to put our cell phones on and they played the song yellow um, by Coldplay. Um, it was just really cool. Like everything There's fireworks afterwards. There's uh, again, all the players are down there. I couldn't find one of them. I really wanted to, but I'm sure he's there um, at, at downstairs. Like at, at, as you're leaving, there was ball players everywhere and they would just stand there and take autographs again, selfies, talk to everybody. And it was just amazing just getting to talk to them. And they're just real people, you know, trying to follow a dream. And, um, again, they were just, they kept following that mantra of fans first entertain always. They, they just were there. And, you know, then they did some dances with everybody. Like they included all of us in the, one of the dances. I think they did, um, they like to finish by doing stand by me and everybody's kind of swam back and forth. And we, you know, we're with the players are with us and, and we're, you know, we're intermingling with them and it was just amazing. And I know they're not, you know, Michael Jordan caliber, like name recognition guys, but it didn't matter. They were like famous to my kids and, you know, I've seen them again, him, especially Jesse, you know, I just, I was, you know, like, I'm not saying I was, <laughs> I was a little again starstruck, but you know, he's just a regular guy that him and his wife, you know, at one point were bankrupt and they kept going and following the stream. And it just, it's really cool and really inspiring. So, I mean, no was not in their vocabulary. They just did everything for the fans. So as this is already getting to be one of my longer episodes, I usually don't talk this long by myself, but I was thinking of the PE implications. So let's do a cowbell. We're going to do a cowbell in a little bit. So this is your cowbell tip of the day. Here we go. 
All right. So your cowbell, actually more like, more like tips of the day, things I just learned from them, from the PE implication side of things. The first thing is how can I make PE more fun? Hopefully it's already fun. How can I make it more fun? How can I change it? They change baseball, maybe not forever, but as far as, I mean, they did, it might not ever translate into the, you know, major league baseball or whatever, but they made baseball fun. And I love baseball, by the way, but there are some people, even like my son and daughter, they'll never go to a regular baseball game again. They, they just won't because they've seen what it's like and they'll never go back to regular. To me, it's, I, I, again, I love minor league baseball. I love major league baseball, but they won't watch it. They won't sit there for, you know, even five innings, let alone nine. They just won't do it. So how can I make PE fun? Now, I know some people say, well, PE doesn't have to be fun. It's got to be learning. It's got to be education. And it's true. But how can I make it fun? That's how they remember things, create these experiences. I always talk about creating experiences with my kids or about my kids. And that's what I want for my kids, my students. So can I flip PE and how they, how they leave, how they arrive? You know, the way they come in now, I'm just thinking for myself, they come in pretty quietly. They go to their dots and sit because I got five classes at a time. And sometimes I have to wait a little bit. Um, you know, I don't want to do that next year. I want them to come in and just high energy right from the beginning. And you know what? If your class is late, you're going to miss out. And I don't mean that bad way. I'm just saying like, that means kids will want to get there. They'll want to be there faster. They'll want, you know, they'll maybe be even better for their teachers walking in line, getting ready to go so they can be a PE as fast as they can. Okay. So that's the first thing. How can I change PE? How can I make it more fun? The second thing is, you know, what else can I add to it? What else can I add? I already have music and dance and exercises, but at first I didn't. When I was a beginning PE teacher, you know, it was very rigorous, you know, just let's, let's stretch boys and girls. Let's do a couple exercises. Then I added music. Then I added dance. You know, music to me is key, but just little changes over time or maybe big changes, but something can you add to it? I added uh, Webster, our mascot. And by the way, it, it's, these come from everywhere. Webster, our mascot. And if you don't know who he is, he's like the, the wacky waving inflatable, but it's a pool float, um, guy. He came into our lives through my, uh, my friend and former para Seth. He just brought him to our summer camp. We were doing a summer camp at my community, me, him and another para friend. And, uh, he just brought him one day. I'm like, what is this? He's like, it's a pool float. And we were taking pictures with him. The kids were loving him. And I'm like, why don't we bring him to PE? And that's how it started. I do music montages, music mixes. I learned that from going through Disney, uh, Disney Springs, where you just kind of walk around and people were, they do all sorts of things and, and there's shops and whatnot and restaurants. And there was a pavilion and people were, uh, this one DJ was doing like, he wasn't doing the full YMCA. He was doing like, you know, a minute of the YMCA. And then you hear like a little, uh, I call it a boomer, but some kind of, you know, thing that separated the songs. And then you'd hear part of another song and part of another song. And it was like, wait, I could do that in PE. So, you know, why can't we flip things on it, on their heads and do something different? What can I add? Can I add, you know, as they come in a different, you know, high fives, handshakes, they have to come in and dance as they're coming in or walk funny or something. Just limit the downtime and let's get going. That's the second thing. The third is, you know, what if no wasn't allowed? Now I know that's a little crazy. That is a little crazy. I'm not gonna lie. If no was not in our vocabulary, because the kids have to have boundaries and they have to have 
structure. But, you know, there's a lot of times when I, in the past, especially I've said no. And I'm like, well, why am I saying no to that? That it's just, it's, they're not asking for anything unreasonable. For, you know, for sometimes there's been times in the past where I, you know, some kids would be like, Hey, can we borrow a soccer ball for recess? We'll bring it back. And then, you know, like maybe one time it wasn't brought back. So I said, Oh, I'm never gonna do that again. But, but why? I mean, no, just it's things like that where I can say yes to that. I can say yes to things that they want. The beginning of last school year, this past school year, and I'm going to do it again, I sent out a Google form as to their interests and what they like and what they don't like. And, you know, I, that they can help. That can help, you know, figure out what where to go with some of these lessons, some of these games. And if they, you know, they overwhelmingly love football, it doesn't mean we're play football all the time. But it does mean I want to make sure I integrate that. I make it more fun. I make it engaging. Maybe I'll spend an extra week on it. Oh, crazy, you know. But I can do that in PE. You have you have more leeway than you know. I, I'm, I'm assuming. I do. I got a lot of leeway in my program. So why not use it to our advantage? And, you know, again, if no wasn't allowed, what would we do? I guess the final thing is, and I, I kind of covered it, but, you know, what else can you add? Just keep thinking. You know, I went from, you know, just adding music to adding routines to adding Webster. Uh, last year, I added dice at the end of class. If they did a good job, if certain kids stood out, you just hand them the dice and they go up front and they roll the dice and they get points for their um, for their uh, grade level to earn earn some free time or earn capture flag or earn something. And they love it. They love getting the dice. And then I add a bigger dice and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing ever. And then <laughs> this year I added a spinning wheel. I added a wheel with different prizes and different things. on, like, you become a coach for the day or you can get in the prize box or you get points for your team. And, um, the kids love that. They love being rewarded with fun. Um, I also, uh, added Webster beads. We actually did that on my previous school, but I just started that again this year where Webster gives out beads of boys and girls that are doing a great job. So think about all these things that you can do with PE and in your PE program. And I'm so excited for, for you and for me and for everything coming up. Um, so that is your cowbell tip of the day. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. As always, go to supersizephysed.com for more information or to my book. I got to remember the website. It is teacherchefhockeyplayerbook.com. It'll be in the links in the show notes. You guys and girls are awesome from PE Nation. Take care and have a great day, week, weekend. Whenever you're listening to this, take care and let's keep pushing our profession forward.